0: All right, what is going on, and welcome back to the Tipped Out Podcast. This is podcast episode nine. All right, Danny Christie, he is up in Delhi, New York, and I am in sunny Florida. Um,
1: yeah, so what's up, brother?
0: Nothing much, man. Just trying to, trying to get some golf in. Uh, you know, I actually went. Must and, be nice. Yeah, had practice session this morning, and uh, they were doing a Wilson staff Demo day, bro. Wilson has come a long way, dude. I hit, I hit their driver.
1: It's a new wave.
0: Yeah, I hit their driver, the uh hybrid, and then cavity back and a uh, blade iron, dude. They're pure. The driver was nasty. Oh yeah, bro.
1: They're they're yeah. Their blades and their wedges are sick.
0: Oh, uh, I don't know. I have Kevin haven't, McGinn's a big
1: Wilson staff guy.
0: Yeah, I've not seen Wilson staff stuff in like forever and talked to the rep and he was like, yeah, like we're getting more money for like tour players now. So, you know, more players are wanting to rep it. Like driver felt so light, dude, bombed it. It was a just standard length. It was like the 9D, I think maybe. I think that's what it was called. And then dude, their two hybrid. That's about it. Right. Absolutely pure. And then their cavity irons were, oh, I hit those, I hit those real nice, real good trajectory, but the blades are just I don't know who plays those, dude. <laughs> you know. Kevin
1: Stroman.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's pretty good, though.
1: Brandon Steele. I think those are Wilson Staff guys.
0: Yeah. Who else? Uh.
1: Well, there's nothing like that. They're good. Wilson Staff is good.
0: Yeah, you know, I just, I don't know why I, I mean, they've come a long way in the recent years, and they're getting yeah. a lot more recognition on tour, so that's cool. But definitely something to look into. I liked how it felt have a look. Top line was nice, and so that's something cool going forward.
1: Absolutely. top on the bandwagon now while you can. Oh, it's cool.
0: I know. That's what I'm saying.
1: All right. Uh, let me just get right into this. Your boy's back, dude. Your boy. It's been a while. Yep. And Jordan Spieth, your boy. He's played well for two weeks. Just hasn't played well on Sunday, but he's played well.
0: Yeah, you know, he has... Uh, I think he's beat a lot of demons, but honestly, it was just, like, I think the pressures of how good he did right when he came on scene and how promising it was from a young age, you know, playing amateur stuff with JT and all that kind of cool stuff. And then he just had crazy success. But, I mean, it, it happens. Like, you're not at number one forever, you know? Oh, yeah. it's It happens. And, like you said, I think a reporter asked him a silly question, like, you know, what what's wrong? And he's like, if I knew what was wrong I would I would have fixed it and be through it. But he's like I'm just not playing good golf. Like that's that's all it was, you know. He's a young man. I think he's is he married or is he engaged now? He's engaged I, don't
1: know. I know he's got a girl. I don't know if it's
0: Yeah. Right. But either way, you know, he's got some good stuff going on. He's a young man, got some good money, a lot of recognition on tour. So it's great to see him making those long putts again and like everyone says, when that putter's hot, dude, it's unreal. He You can get on some tears and really
1: tear up the course. Yeah. His swing looked – I don't know. I can't really put a finger on it exactly. It just looked a little better. It looked like – his finish looked like the club was more like – it just looked like he was controlling, like, the face and stuff a little bit better, Mm -hmm. moving it with his chest and his body. Yeah. I don't know. I can't really say exactly what it was. But I saw him make a few, like, more, like, sawed-off finishes. Yep. And they just looked really controlled.
0: Yep. He – Yeah, I don't know how to describe it either, but he loves to, like, I don't know, through impact, I think he's got a pretty strong, like, wrist structure. You know, it's a pretty shut face, decent amount of wrist. He's got weak
1: grip, so then he.
0: Yeah, so then he. But he has his little bowed, you know, signature, Mm -hmm. like, almost chicken wing finish, so it, like, holds it off, and he hits that just like a, a hold cut, but he gets into some pressure, dude, and his miss is just a block right. Like, and he did that all Sunday. What is that? I'm getting a phone call.
1: Hello? Why do you take telemarketer calls, bro?
0: Bro, because I'd love to just see what they're saying, where they're coming from.
1: So do have I literally, why, bro? It's fucking waste your time.
0: No, so that was, that girl that just called me, that was her associate Bro, homie is calling me again.
1: Okay. All right. So I
0: guess it's a misunderstanding on their part. I'm sorry about this. I apologize. All good, Dan. All right. I'll take you off. Bye-bye. Bye. That's why. Thanks, Dan. All right. Back to what we were saying. So, yeah, Spieth's miss under pressure to me is just that little block right and he did that all Sunday. Got him in a little bit of trouble, but –
1: He's done that forever.
0: Yeah, man. It's just great to see him have uh, – just put a good roll in the ball and get some confidence back. It's nice to see him in the, in the contention.
1: Yeah. I was riding the – oh, uh, excuse me. I was riding the uh, – he's going to lose his tour card. Charge. Oh, God.
0: That would
1: have been tight. Just, just, just saying boy. ignorant <laughs> stuff. I just, like, I just like to hate on him, bro. No. What's that? Rory was going to be right behind him. Yeah, you bugged. <laughs> nah, dude, that's, that was like... I was like a 12-year-old. I don't remember how old I was, bro, but I was like... I loved Rory, bro, and then Spieth, like, went off. And I was just pissed, because, like, he took Rory's thunder away.
0: Yeah,
1: I know so Rory hasn't got it back. So. I was like, I hate this kid. I can't stand him. <laughs> no, I just... Well, I just... I just act like I hate him. And then it bugs you. So then I just say stupid stuff.
0: It doesn't bug me at all.
1: Yeah, it does, bro. It
0: doesn't. No, I mean, just because. Telemarkers bug because, you. Just because your boy can't clutch a master's, that, I don't know. Like, you just coming. Bro, in, get out of here. I don't know.
1: <laughs> at least they're not. At least neither of them. 2001 in like four years, bro.
0: Yeah, I mean,
1: whatever. He's not even back. He'll probably play like absolute dog water in the next couple tournaments.
0: <sighs> no comment. No comment. No, <laughs> All right, movie. let's move on, brother. Patrick Reed's uh, in
1: Let's head right into, this is actually crazy news that I cannot believe happened. Rangefinders are going to be in the PGA Championship. The I think the LPGA like essentially their PGA Championship and like one other tournament, which to me is mind blowing. Their reasoning for the most part it seems like to speed up play, which I think is bull. I don't get it. I just don't get why they're doing it. What you think it's cool or bull? I think it's bull. Like I don't think that it's gonna speed up play really at all. Think about how many times you like. Like they already have all this sh- they, they have all the stuff figured out. They're taking like one of the most important jobs of the caddy away from them. Like right. yardage and they, they have like green sheets and they have all that and they've ha- they know their yardages the front of the green and the back of the green and how far they have to work from like the left edge and the right edge and all that stuff. Uh, think about how many times they're gonna shoot the rangefinder or shoot the shoot the pin, dude. Do you know how many times we shoot it? Like And we're, like, I can't even trust my rangefinder sometimes. sometimes. They're probably off some of the time, bro. I don't know. I just, I just, I don't think they have any place on the PJ Tour. I feel like it it takes away from the job of the caddy a lot.
0: I 100% agree with that. Like, my mom even asked me the other day, she's like, you think they'll, like, they'll ever get rid of caddies? And I was like, I hope not. I go, "I, I love the, like, caddy player interaction, like, how much it's, you know it's not just solely on that player like the caddy is a big role he tells them no or yes sometimes it's confidence like you know and i would hate to just see a, a a pro on a cart by himself or just walking with the bag like that'll never that'll never happen i don't want a robot driving the bag around and just following it like that would be so weird i hope it stays this way no matter how things work out in the future or technology gets i think this like is
1: it's a part of the game. Exactly. I think caddy is is too big a part of the game to get rid of. And I just think that – I just – dude, I, there's so many reasons. I just hate the range. Find. And a lot of – like I was reading articles, a lot of like – there's not a lot of good feedback from caddies or tour players saying, hey, like this is – awesome I can't wait to use range finder like what yeah. no one wants to use range finder
0: no I mean but I mean they're so they're so useful in rounds even for us or the regular player just because I mean the knowledge that they have like you said with all the green books and the pin sheets and stuff like they're they're extremely ready for that week's tournament but you know, a yeah. golfer just needs that quick number to say, oh, okay, I need to hit this club around this distance. Like, but.
1: Well, no doubt, no doubt. It, but but there's I, a I, I don't see it on tour. I
0: don't, it doesn't need to be on tour. They're not going to get to use the slope exactly. or wind or anything anyway. Like, I don't know.
1: Don't get me wrong. I love a rangefinder when I show up to Utica hungover on a Saturday morning and <laughs> I'm just like, what number is it? Bang, bang, bang. Yeah. And I just pull my club. But. I don't have then a you caddy. you trees, and then you, you air mail it. You know, my dad
0: <laughs> die in the second hole. I shoot 90, you know. but I'm man. at a Boston
1: spa, man, and I just – I'm playing great. I'm, like, one under, and I just hit an OB twice because I shot a bush behind the green. Uh, it's like, man, I must have just been a flyer. Let me hit it again. Same club.
0: Yeah. No, Michael Greller, he wouldn't have done that, though. He'd have told you right to the stick.
1: I need a caddy to just verbally abuse. Yeah. All right. Um, I I really I think we can pretty much round range finders out. I just don't I don't get it. I don't think it's gonna last. I imagine this is like a trial thing, and all they needed was to get all the negative feedback they got already. And I think they're gonna go through with it, see how it goes. It's probably gonna suck, and then they're just gonna move on.
0: Yep. Yo, I um, I wanna really make. I have great desires to make. Like an ex-PGA league, dude.
1: That'd be sick.
0: Like, I was talking with, to Glenn about this. I talked to Frank about it a bunch. Like, YouTube, social media, all these different things. Like, you can essentially make your own TV show now. How cool would it be, dude, to just have, like, you'd have different flights. I, I don't know. It'd be, it'd be tough. It'd be pretty cool. It'd be cool to get the logistics, but I was thinking more along the lines of like high stakes gambling, but for like hacks. You know, it would just be like weekend (laughs) golfers that just have and that are good personalities, and you just follow them, and it'll be play nine holes or a match play, like you know. And then you can also WWE. Yeah, bro, you can also have your um, you know, like the scratch golfers play, and that'd be even cooler because it'd be. uh, I just think there's a lot of cool people out there that golf. And I think that's what you want to capture. Not a lot of good golf, essentially, which that, of course, would be in it, but cool people that golf is what... Yeah, that's true. It's good personalities. Drinking, smoking, gambling, dude, like, in golf. Like, that's what people want to see, you know?
1: (laughs) That's facts. You can do all sorts of crazy shit, dude. Like, yeah, battle golf. Like make people take a shot every hole they lose dude you could definitely you could be the, could go places. The players could come up with their own rules essentially like i'm sure some like celebrity people would love that bro like they got all the like the century or whatever the american century which is like that am tournament yeah. like celebrity ams or whatever i'll get a couple of the right people in that i'm
0: telling you like that is a really cool idea i mean they have what is it the X NFL is that is that what it's
1: called? It's the XFL, Extreme Football League. I think the yeah. the Rock owns that now.
0: It'd be crazy to have the X Golf League, like XGA. XGA. We'd
1: have to think of a cooler name for it. Yeah. Maybe it's just the Extreme. I don't know. I don't know what it'd be.
0: Name will come later. It is a yeah. thought. So this you've heard it here first, podcast nine.
1: Maybe it'd just be the Tipped Out Golf Tour.
0: Yeah, just the tipped out tour. Tipped out tour. Tipped out tour. But see, that could be a thing. Like, what you do is you sponsor a tour, bro. Like, if you have a following, you get enough eyeballs on anything, you're gonna have people show up, and then if it's actually dope, it'll just continue to snowball. But I, my neighbors' children are just ripping on, like, little bikes and shit outside right now. Should
1: go join them. Sounds like fun.
0: It looks fun, not gonna lie to you.
1: Maybe I could pull up, they could teach me how to ride one.
0: You don't know how to ride a bike?
1: Nah, bro. Are you lying? <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> nah, I'm not. I don't know how to ride a bike, dude. This is this is a joke. You're lying to me. <laughs> you knew that, bro. I told you <laughs> I, I don't know, you know how to ride a bike. Bro, bro.
0: I've seen you ride a stationary bike.
1: <laughs> I'm good on those, bro. I'm pretty I'm pretty good on those leg days It's all uh, Wait, what? <laughs> what? Did you, what'd you say? The leg days. Oh, totally, dude. Cardio. <laughs> all, right. <laughs> all right, I'm here, I'm actually working legs today in the gym. All right, anyway. This was pretty funny and I'm sure a lot of people saw it on Instagram scrolling through the social media's. Francesco Molinari's tee shot uh, at Pebble. His opening tee shot was a top, And it was a top. Like it wasn't. I, I, my friends told me about it before I watched it, and I was like, "Oh, he probably like thinned it a lot." Hmm. Nah, like he topped it. Hmm. Cold top went like twenty yards, probably. No. Oh. Jeez. Did you see it? I haven't honestly. It was pro tracer too. They had a pro tracer <laughs> on it. <laughs> it <was> sick. <laughs> Did it just not pick it up? No, it did. It's was just like a little red speck. Not like p- a swing yeah, top. Whoa. Yeah, bro. Jeez. Like, all right, Peter Costas, come in. We're going to need you to break this one down. Oh, my God. Have you ever done yeah, that? You like, see, Dottie. I didn't know it was his opening shot, too. Jeez. I think it was. Like, I don't know if it was opening for the tournament, but it might have been, like, I believe it was his first shot of the day. I don't know. It was, like, on a Thursday, Friday. Saturday, I don't know what day it was.
0: You ever done something like that? Like, what is your, like, you probably don't have many crazy, like, opening round mishaps. I know I've got a couple.
1: (laughs) I'm trying to think of my worst, like, opening round shot. What about, like, an opening round
0: hole? Like, what about your worst opening round hole, maybe? Like, you ever just make, like, a number off your first hole because of either a bad first or second, like I can think of multiple tournaments and times I've just done cracked things.
1: I must have somewhere along the way, but I probably blocked it out, dude. I don't know. You got it. I, I have to have, I just I, nothing's coming to mind. I know that there was um, the first year we were playing on the junior golf tour. NCJGT. Show the love. Uh <laughs> I still rock the shirt because it fits me finely. Um, I had, like, I, I was playing fine, whatever, going into it. i get on the range, bro, the first, like, and I was just hitting shanks. Copped <laughs> the shanks on the range. So I was like, shit. Like, I, I didn't know what to do. So I just started playing it off the toe and just swinging. And I, like, actually hit some really good iron shots, just playing it off the toe, and then I just found the middle because I was just... Something was terribly off in my yeah. golf swing. You probably won't. And, and I, I hit a lot of shanks on the range. I was, my heart was like beating, but I was, I was scared. you feeling that one? I, did, I, don't think I played that well. I, don't, it was very. That is a very scary feeling. You roll into a tournament, and you just cannot do anything but shank irons on the
0: range. It's yeah, that's probably that's probably a scary thing. But,
1: go ahead. What do you got?
0: Uh, I'm trying. Oh, opening round. Was that Boston Spa? That whole thing when, what was the tournament when our coach, our coach Dave, uh, like wasn't there for the first couple holes of the first day or something? It was Joe. Was that Boston Spa? I think that was
1: Boston, yeah. So, yeah. That first hole downhill, par 4 with a creek in front of the green.
0: Right, yeah. I believe so, yeah. But my, my hole yeah. wasn't even that one. It was, oh, oh, oh. it was, uh, it was my opening hole, but it was the one of par four right after. Oh, that. Shotgun yeah, so the shotgun started that, and I don't like either not hitting like an iron or a driver on the first tee, you know, like the swing of the day. Like, I can't hit like a hybrid. Yeah, I just couldn't do it.
1: We didn't get to warm up, or at least I didn't. And then. Bro, it's funny that you say that. Let me just run this in here quick. Yeah. That was, like, Francesco Molinari's, like, exact excuse. almost. Like, really? I, I hate hitting a three-wood opening shot of the day, bro. Like, that hits too long. I can't fun. do He's, it. He the same, it was a three-wood that he hit, and it literally in his interview afterwards, he was like, yeah, I've been waiting for the question. Like, I knew one of you guys were going to ask. He was like, yeah, I was, like, tinkering the 3 woods this week. It's like, kind of not my favorite club in the bag right now. And he was just <laughs> like, it was early. Bad yeah. conditions. He's like, like yeah and it just was nice to see that like i think those same things like we'll get to a tournament it'll be 40 degrees cold i'm like give me my driver because i need yeah, that well, big I'm of the club bunk like, the bunk
0: sometimes box. you just have to make contact get off the first tee and that's what it was i was like drivers like too much there's like water left i think there was trees or ob right and i was like I, like iron i don't know why i just didn't hit iron i was probably like yo i'm gonna fat it just wasn't playing that this good in this time of the year and I was like, screw it, just pull hybrid, and I just picked up on it and just hit a thin little slice, like, into the trees, punched out, hit it wicked heavy, it was soggy, and then I hit it over the green and, like, chipped up, and then I think I three-putted, I'm pretty sure I tripled or quad my opening hole, and then my rangefinder died on the next, and so I'm pretty sure I did not make a par until maybe the Mm -hmm. sixth hole or seventh hole, and if you've ever been in a round like that, especially during a tournament, you just like everything just goes black after a while, and you just can't find the club, and your, your coach is just going to be so mad, you know you're going to be the highest score. And uh
1: But yeah, so it's great dude. It's fun. Yeah,
0: but it's also cool, and you can also hit one good shot after that, and then things start opening up. but I don't think that yeah. was the case. I think we threw. I think we threw a number that day, but uh, live and learn. Definitely carry some multiples of rangefinder batteries and uh, <laughs> just bunt, bunt driver next time. You got it.
1: Yeah, bro. There's, there's no shame in that opening tee shot being a choke down, hands to belly button height yeah. driver, bro. Just get it out of there. Get just up. find the club face. Yeah. If, if it's really that much of a problem, just, just find the face. All right. Uh, little uh, little topic there. Uh, yeah. Last one, which is kind of old news, but. Pretty relevant reads i'll say this with quotations for his defense cheating at the farmers insurance open um i i was more i guess on his side for this one from the news that i saw but my biggest thing is just i have no problem with people being upset with it because He's just, at this point, that's just his reputation. So, as soon as, as something like that goes down, like, if I was him, I would not have touched the ball before a yeah. rules official got there. Right, if I'm the guy that everyone says cheats, then I'm going to make sure that a rules official gets there before I even touch my ball. And then, or I've got my uh, playing partners, or what is it, playing partners or competitors. Dave hates one of them. Yep. Yeah guys that I'm playing with are there watching me do it as well like never be the guy who looks like he's over there touching his ball with no one else's consent and I mean like you're obviously just gonna be I don't
0: know yeah it's just exactly like you said like consult with your playing competitors always everything without reasonable doubt but it's just a sad thing to see, you, you know, like it happens on tour. Like they said, like Rory backed him up, said he had the same thing happen to him. Uh, they just didn't catch it until later. Like when you, when your only knowledge is from a, uh, a spotter or a volunteer at the tournament, and they say, no, your ball didn't bounce. Like you're going to think it plugged. It's somewhat wet. It's wicked on grass. And you want the best lie you can get. It doesn't mean cheat. And I took note here of some of the things the players uh, said. Uh, a couple of different quotes. So, Lanto Griffin, is it Lonto or Lanto? Do you know?
1: Lanto, I think.
0: Lanto Griffin said it's sad and tough to see, and a lot of the players are, you know, pretty pissed off that it's a thing that's kind of reoccurring. Uh, Tony Finau said, you know, Reed could have just took a club length relief. Like, it's like, he just didn't go about things the right way, I guess. But then he had a rules official back him up and say, to his knowledge, he did everything correct. So it just comes down to, yeah. I guess, who who sees it or how they take it. And Xander Schauffele said, I'd never pick my ball up. He goes, Reed is protected by the tour, and that's all that matters, I guess. So then I looked into it more. And so the players are protected by PGA Tour guidelines for what they can publicly say about another player. So – Basically, with their contracts with the PGA Tour or their tour card. Oh, that's what he's
1: talking about.
0: Yeah, so they can only say so much. That's basically what Sanders saying,
1: he's not impressed. And the tour. Yeah, Rod Sanders saying, if I could talk shit, I would.
0: Exactly. Yeah, so that's all it was. And uh, so it's crazy to see players saying stuff like that. And we've heard some of the crazy, nasty things, uh, some of Patrick Reed's college or now. Uh, two are playing competitors. Yeah. So, you know. The guy does not
1: have a good reputation. He does not
0: have a good reputation, but it was even talked about later in interviews that since a lot of the players shut off or tune out or don't even participate in, like, social media or, like, watching the news during tournament weekends, he said he's able to, like, close all the stuff out because he, he knows it's there. He knows he's under scrutiny. And all that does is fuel him. Anytime he's had that in a Ryder Cup or the last time he cheated with the bunker thing, he's always done well, either placed high or won the tournament. So they're they're wondering, is he doing these things almost on purpose to then just fuel himself into the winner's circle? It's the only times he's cheated or been caught, he's done extremely well in the end of the tournament. It's, it's super weird, but it also makes sense. Like he, (laughs) He just has to have that feeling of the world against him.
1: What kind of sociopath you gotta I be know, for that to he's be? Silences the
0: crowd, my dude, and plays. And he's a great golfer, but uh, I don't know. I I can't say much about his
1: character. I don't I don't know him. So I don't know. I don't know the guy. I don't, I don't know the guy. So. I don't know him. Uh, but so. interesting. I just yeah. It is what it is. I, I just think a big part of it at this point is like, you got, I mean, yeah, like, maybe that's right. He is doing on purpose because I know if I was in his position, I would be doing everything I could to avoid those situations. Clearly. You're not, he, he's not doing it. If well, you're,
0: clearly, like he's he's a, a decently smart human, I would assume. So, like, yeah. you know how many cameras are on every player at all times. Like, he blatantly just does things. Like, the camera was Directly on him, and he just was scooping sand. Like, like, what? Like, how do you not know that catch? Like, people have seen the PGA Tour. They've seen the camera angles, the views, the the high def. Like, there's so many patrons. Even I mean, not right now, but like, there's so many eyeballs. I just there's no way I would think I'm getting away with something like that. And it would just weigh too much on, on you know, like. It's so just a gentleman's game, it's a it's an honest man's game, you know you just gotta:
1: I play. was just going to mention that. so then the, the thing that I think of is, because from what I heard of it, they they it sounded like the players are almost encouraged for pace of play sake, yep. and in a situation like that, they can handle it amongst themselves as in pick up the ball on their own without calling it a rules official like the way I guess Rory did it because he didn't call it a rules official. Yep. but at the same time, if I'm doing that. And I don't know if Rory, I think Rory mentioned it to his playing uh, partners that he was doing that. I don't know if it was, if he had him come over, but I would absolutely call my guys over and say, hey, this is what my ball looks like. I think it's plugged. I'm going to check if it's plugged. Yep. Not, like, I don't understand what's so hard about that, which which Reed didn't do, right? Like, he didn't have anyone come over and watch him check to see if his ball's plugged. So then you bring in all the speculation of – he could have jammed it into the ground when he was going in to get it and put pressure on it. So that – like, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's so what I'm He's not avoiding those situations.
0: Yeah, it would be definitely everything you can do to just avoid it. And,
1: uh, and, and it's risky.
0: Guess. For me, I, I believe way too deeply in the golf gods and that if I mess with my ball or my lock oh. – don't worry, I'm missing that puck because if it's not the golf gods, it's in my own head and I'm, you know. There's it's no karma, bro. Yeah, if it ain't that hole or it ain't You've that seen me hell,
1: fix ball marks like a maniac.
0: Yeah, I'm just, please get a good lie next hole, bro. Get on that green and fix divot. every ball mark, tap it down. I'm fixing
1: every divot ball mark. It's worked too many times for me for it. Now, nah, I'll, I'll walk up to a 20 footer for a birdie on a, on a, in a turnaround and I'll see like seven ball marks. And I'll fix them and it finds the hole, bro. I don't, I don't have to read it. It just goes in. Yeah, exactly. That's so it is. But if I get lazy, dude, I ain't making a putt. I'm going to miss it three footer. Exactly.
0: Oh, takeaways from today. So always have an extra set of rangefinder batteries. Rangefinders on tour are <laughs> <or> shit. <laughs>
1: Driver off the first tee,
0: a bunt driver off the first tee. Never hybrid. If you gotta do it, tee it up high, I guess. And uh space back. Really uh. Cheating, cheating little. <laughs> cheating. Little. And that pretty much it. That was good. That was good. Another another great week back. Took a couple weeks off there. Tiss, tis, but. Boys are back in town. Yeah, seven.
1: it's all right. We were, we were settling in here. I was being a degenerate.
0: It's all good, man. It's going uh, to be good here. You know, I'll be back. I'll be back soon. I'll be back to college soon. We'll have our own. Good. It's going to be different. We're going to have a studio. We'll be yeah, So stay tuned around March, middle of March, maybe. Stay tuned for those podcasts. Really,
1: yeah. We're going to go.
0: Because it's going boof. We're going to take off because it's going to be. You know, just he and I in a room. Got some good guests maybe. Going to have the boys up. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be some good vibes. Might just have some, some great talks. Might have everybody in the room. Maybe hop in. Absolutely.
1: I totally plan on that. That'd be great. Yep. I also plan on not going to school here in about four minutes. So I got to go.
0: Oh, my goodness. All right, brother. Great talking with you, and uh, we'll catch you in the next one.
1: Sounds good, brother.
0: All right, buddy. You have a good workout. And this has been Podcast 9 on the Tipped Out Podcast, Danny and Brandon. Peace and love, oh, baby. Peace and love, buddy. Catch you later.